Happy Wednesday, and your gift is Drop the Subject. What a lovely gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving here on the new channel Q. I'm Allie, and I'm joined by Dr. James Simmons, as always. We were chatting before we got on the air today, because, you know, we, we do spend a little bit of time here prepping for the show and seeing what out there there is to talk about, and ran across this Reddit thread of worst places in the world to fall asleep. And of course, things are coming through like uh, skydiving, which, yeah, that would be a really crappy thing to fall asleep in the middle of skydiving. (laughs) Wow. But I know that you fall asleep in weird places. That's like a thing of yours. Uh, And I wanted to know (laughs) where's the weirdest place. Because it's not like it's not like my my hobby it's not like the thing when i'm doing an icebreaker when people are like what's your weird skill like what's one cool thing that you can I do stand that no soup one else? and i fall asleep i stand you really love the stand soup thing don't you? I, really I really do, do stand. i love soup i almost had <laughs> soup for lunch yesterday um okay so <laughs> yes i this is not it is a a skill i'm very thankful to have it i feel like i'm very very lucky because lots of people in my life do not sleep very well And I will also say this in that I have a brother who has narcolepsy and they're about. So he can't do like he would never go skydiving. Uh, He he probably could go. I mean, I just don't think he would because he probably wouldn't like to, but he could go skydiving. So he takes what is essentially legalized speed to stay awake and it works for like exactly 16 hours. And then at the end of that 16 hours, he just kind of like shuts down. It's the crazy, it's the wildest thing. And he does have a form of narcolepsy called cataplexy, which is what you see in the movies where when people are talking and they literally just, just like, so that's what he has down. They go right now. He doesn't quite go down that hard and fast. He has probably a minute, but he will be like, I'm Wait, so he will spend a minute falling asleep. He will. No, he'll be like awake and talking and whatever. Or his his is primarily triggered by emotions. So he'll be like laughing really hard or like really emotional about something or like super excited. And he'll be like, oh, I feel it coming. And then there, boom, down he goes. So wow. the reason I bring this up is because two thirds of people who have narcolepsy have a sibling who has some form of narcolepsy, maybe a mild form. And I've never been tested, but I think I do because I can almost fall asleep on command. Really? That, like I can, like I, no, no, no mess. If, if I if could I fall have, asleep If before, I asked you to fall asleep right now. Yes, I could put my head down. I could fall asleep before this segment was over. Are you kidding me? Yep, it's, it is that, it's that crazy. So when I'm really tired, like when I lived in Chicago and took the train everywhere, I used to fall asleep on the train no lie, five, six times a year. And I would miss my stop and get all the way to the end of the line. To the end, yeah. Well, that was definitely on the list of worst places to fall asleep on this Reddit thread. It was totally. bus or train or any kind of public transportation. And and on the, on the other side of that, being on the bus or train and seeing the person that's sleeping. <laughs> and you're like, um. And I'm like, oh. Should I? No, I don't. Should I wake them up? I have I have before when I knew I was really, really tired. I have written on a piece of paper. Please wake me up at the Lawrence stop. Really? I used to live off of the Lawrence <laughs> no. stop on the red line. For those of you in Chicago listening. Yep. And I, I have put I did that twice. Please wake me up. You at put a stop. note on yourself. Uh huh. Because it's that deep because I knew I was like, I'm going down. I'm not going to be able to stay awake. And I got this train ride and whatever. And it's, you know, I got this half hour ride or whatever. Like, I'm going to fall asleep. And I've it's it's happened to me twice. One time I actually did actually ask the the woman who was sitting next to me. I was like, where are you getting off? And she looked at me kind of crazy. And I was like, no, really, I'm going to fall asleep. And I just want to know if you can wake me up. I'm getting off the Lawrence stop. And she's like, well, I'm getting off after you. So I'll wake you up. Like, she wasn't very nice about <gasps> it, but she? she did it. Yeah, she did. So and did anybody use the sign to wake you up? Uh, one of the two times, yes. <laughs> the other time, I woke so up at the end of the line. Just read, people just read the sign and left you there. They're like, I'm just going to leave this guy. Because, I mean, I don't know. I probably look like a homeless guy. I'm not the best dresser on earth. Like, well, I don't anyone know. who has a note taped to them <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. It's not like you could look as dressed up as you want. If you have a note taped to you that says, please wake me up. You would think, I would think I was being punked. You, I, <laughs> right. Like you might, maybe that's why the people didn't do it. Uh, VIP in clubs. It's happened all the time. Middle of a mall. Like people, Middle will be, of a mall? people will be shopping. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to lay down. And I just, I'm like, I'll lay, I'll just go like sit on a, on a bench and literally just put my, my head on my like fist or whatever. And, and you're sleeping down. I go. Yep. 
No way. See, I I knew a girl growing up who could fall asleep very quickly, but I've never met anybody who could fall asleep on command. Uh-huh. But I that was one of her things, like her, her, her tried and true, like I can fall asleep and within 30 seconds she'd be asleep. Yeah. I mean, and I would be I, I so say, jealous because I sit there for like half an hour, 45 uh, minutes sometimes before I fall asleep. And I, I honestly do feel really, really bad. You are like many people in my life. My, my husband doesn't. He falls asleep fast. He doesn't stay to stay asleep very well. That's kind of a tricky thing for him. And I, when I say command, I do mean you probably do have to give me about 30 seconds, but I, okay. I just need to be semi-comfortable enough. But it makes flying really great because I don't like flying, especially takeoff. So I you get in. You take Ambien. Yep. I don't have to take anything. I get in. Champagne helps. If they give me okay. a little champagne, whatever, I like lean over and I am asleep before the plane takes off. Okay. Jesse, how much time do we have? 30 seconds? <laughs> do we have 30 seconds left? Okay. James, I'm going to start the clock right now. We have 30 seconds before this next break. Uh-huh. Uh, and I want you to fall asleep on command. Ready? Uh-huh. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's putting a sign on himself. What a good boy. All right. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. Allie and James, there may have been just a little tiny bit of news you might have heard in the last 24 hours. I don't know, but okay, let's get to it. This is Drop the President. Drop the President. And uh, it is official. After months of waiting and speculation and vetting and all of the promises made by Uncle Joe, he finally did pick his vice presidential nominee to run with him. It is Senator Kamala Harris. Congratulations, Senator Kamala Harris. Yay! Yay! Are you surprised at all? I actually was pretty surprised. Oh, were you? You're not surprised in the least. Well, I just thought because when Biden first kind of came out as the leader and Kamala Harris dropped out, I was like, oh, Biden should pick Kamala Harris as his VP. Uh That was something that came across my mind immediately. But then as things went on and as the shortlist came around, I was like, well, maybe he would want to pick someone that wasn't a Democratic candidate to begin with. Maybe he would want someone who had a little bit fresher of a name that people didn't know too much about. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people already had a chance to form opinions about Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. And because Mm -hmm. she has that uh, prosecutorial background that people seem to hate so very much, uh, which which I understand. I mean, she was the DA in San Francisco for many years, and she was a really tough po- prosecutor, which then she was calling herself super progressive. And everyone's like, well, I mean, the evidence doesn't show that. And there right. are a lot of people that are still in prison for, you know, like weed crimes because of Kamala Harris. So there were a lot of things that were kind of coming up, you know, being kicked up a lot of dirt. And I thought that maybe because of that, because of that, they wouldn't want to go with her. They would want to go with somebody that hasn't been dragged through the mud so much. Yeah. And I, I think that's why there was such a long vetting process with people like Karen Bass, for instance, um, you know, a representative here from Southern California, who is phenomenal. She's a phenomenal leader and and lawmaker and community activist and has been for a really long time. And the worst thing that they could really find in her record was that she said something nice about Scientology once at on a at a speech. Like there was like an <laughs> opening of a Scientology church, and she was like, "You guys are great." And like that was, it. and everyone's like, "Oh, Karen Bass." But you know, I, I do think that at, there are a couple of things that really stood out to me with this pick. Joe Biden said from very early on that whoever he picks has to be ready to run the country the day they get elected. And I think I mean, she's ready, man. She's 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 right. And I I do have some issue with her. Like my biggest issue with her was her, you know, massive stance against the legalization of marijuana when we had clear medical evidence about its, you know, potential health benefits, but also that it's so, so much less bad for you than cigarettes and alcohol and, and we have so and many she people said later up. on that she like smoked with what didn't remember that that time she said that she smoked with people yeah, or there was like, some interview where that she did where she was like oh yeah i've smoked weed and everyone's like what the hell man why are you this way and I, I think she kind of felt like she had to be that way and i don't know whatever but like you said before there's lots of people that are locked up and uh, unfortunately in california and things are slowly starting to change here but you know there's lots of these different things too she's also had you know a little bit of some some issues with like she was going to come down on parents who's who had students who were um like habitually missing school and that that was going to disproportionately impact you know low income and people of color so and, you know there's lots of these different things but at the end of the day of the people 
Probably the only other person I think was maybe as ready to run the country is probably Susan Rice, who has her own problematic past. But Kamala is going to do very well in the debates, as we have, you know, recalled from the past. And I think that's a really big thing. And I think she's also probably actually ready to run the country at this very moment. I think she had one of the strongest runs of good debate performances throughout the entire. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden's performances in the debates, he was awful. He was awful most of the time. And And some of it was because she took it to him. Yeah, she did. And that is why the thing that makes me the most happy about Kamala Harris getting picked, of course, she's a great candidate. Obviously, the the cross examinations that she's given on, you know, to Trump officials over the years are just Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Just great sound bites. She's an amazing prosecutor. And that's why somebody like her is ready to take on anybody when it comes to a debate, when it comes to Trump, when it comes to um, uh, what's the VP Pence, Pence. all that. Um, But one of the reasons selfishly that I'm very excited is because we get to revisit Mortal Kamala, which I did on the show when the first debate happened. And uh, let's just give it a listen because I, I, I'm proud of my work and uh, I, I'd like to bring it back to the airwaves. Round one. Vice President Biden. Is she not better than Senator Harris? I would like to speak I, on the issue of race. Senator Harris. Hey guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. Excellent. Vice President Biden, you have been invoked. Vice President Biden. Round two. We have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. Sub-Zero. As the U.S. As, excuse me, as the, uh... Finish him. And that little girl was me. <laughs> I agree that everybody wants to stay in fact, they should... Anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry. <laughs> More drop the subject when we return. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back. Drop the subject with Allie and Dr. James Simmons, nurse practitioner. And if you ever have any questions for James, he is here and queer for you at Ask the NP. If you have any questions that are medical related, which I would imagine in the year 2020 you do, you can direct them at Ask the NP and he will, I mean, day or night, rain or shine, right, James? Rain or shine. And I have a new, I have a new TikTok thing. Oh, go Go on, I know. It. I'm joining the kids. If you're TikToking or you're on there or you're bored or you want to look at some stuff, whatever, I'm trying to do something cute on TikTok. And that one's, hey, Dr. James. That's Aww. that's my little shtick. I mean, I th- you can also search Ask the NP and you'll eventually find me. But if, but if you at hey, Dr. James on TikTok, hey, ah, it, watch out. I'm joined. I'm a bona fide teenager now. Watch out. If you really corner the market for medical videos on TikTok, you could be a millionaire, James. I well, I don't know. If Maybe I help that, you develop it, will you give me a cut? Absolutely. You can at least come visit me when I go live in the the what is it? The TikTok house, the Rage House, the oh, the Hype House, Hype House. Yeah, yeah. I like Rage House better. Rage House <laughs> sounds like it'd be a little more dangerous, but still more fun. Super fun. <laughs> I my here's my coaching for you so far. I've not okay. seen one of your videos. Oh, okay, but give me some coaching anyway. More cats. Well, don't no. Just there's do enough cat all of videos. them with cats. Okay, yeah, and and then I know because you don't like cats, you're just going to be there giving medical advice with a cat in the room, and it's just going to be <laughs> it just always ups the game. You know what very I mean? Funny. How about I start with cat filters? I'll start okay. with a cat filter. We'll go. Th- okay. We'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. Very good. Uh-huh. Okay. We do a regular segment here on the show. It's not something that I uh, am, am necessarily fighting for and vying for on a weekly basis, but every now and again, <laughs> I eat or drink something that I probably shouldn't have. As Speaking you know, of cats. it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I ate my cat. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> if there's a, an artichoke with a worm in it, if there's something questionable, if there's cheese that has a little mold, it doesn't stop me. And that's why we play Did Allie Eat It? I have a twofer for you today, James. Oh, oh, a twofer. I like it. Here we go. I have one food and one bev. <gasps> oh, because sometimes the bevs I can't do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm all for this. Because uh, you up you, you up your did Ali eat it game pretty consistently. So I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Well, hopefully I can follow. I hopefully I can follow up my <laughs> disgusting food history. <laughs> there 
uh, the other night I was laying in bed. I, I always fill a glass of water in the kitchen before I go into bed, just in case I wake up in the middle of the night and need to chug some water. Yes. This happened over the weekend, so I had been drinking a bit. Mm. Obviously, more likely to get up in the middle of the night and chug water. Because you need it. Exactly. My kitty cat, this does involve my cat, sleep uh, sleeps next to me. So it's mm. me, cat, water. Okay? Gotcha. I, I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm ready to drink some water. I'm half asleep. I wake up and I look to my right and I see my cat drinking out of my water glass. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> and she's probably been doing this for years. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've realized that mm-hmm. every time the water is filled just so, she has plenty of headspace to just go right in there and go to town <laughs> on my water. Right. <laughs> she thanks you for bringing her water every single night. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. And I kind of was going over some of the past times that this has happened, and I was like, you know, I do wake up with my water glass less less full, and I wonder if it's because I'm drinking in my sleep and I don't realize that I, I haven't woken up. Uh-huh. But now I think it's just my cat drinking my water every night. Every single night, yeah. Uh-huh. That's so the question, James, is did Allie drink it? Duh. After seeing... <laughs> this is pretty... You and the cat probably lapped it up together. You did that little thing. You know, don't cats drink like backwards from their tongue or whatever, like some weird sciencey thing like that. You both were probably like, ah, 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 like with your tongues, like trying to do that. I think it is damn adorable to see a kitty <laughs> drinking out of a water glass, <laughs> especially because it's my cat. Cuteness factor is 20 times higher. Yes, of course, of course. I waited. I not only drank it, but I waited until she had satiated herself enough. <laughs> till she was done. <laughs> I waited until she was done. But I was like, did you get enough, sweetie? Okay. And I drank the rest of the water. No oh questions my. asked. So that cat scratch fever or the weird uh-huh. you know, things that you're allergic to with cats or the cats uh-huh. make you crazy saliva or the dander, that's all coursing through my veins easily uh-huh. and cats my stomach lining. themselves wherever mm-hmm. they lick themselves for yeah. however long they lick themselves every day. Yeah. Now, I bought a new brand of pickles. Oh, how dare you? Okay. They didn't have any Bubbies. They didn't have any Clausens. I was oh. at Costco. They mm. had some brand that's like some farmer where it's like, you know, a little guy with a farmer hat on and he's dressed like it's like a pickle. It's like a pickle okay. man who's a farmer. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, they're like world famous pickles. As long as it's not Vlasics. All right. All right. No. And I did accidentally get Vlasics the other day and they, they're they awful. I can't yep. go back. They're just horrible. But these, they had that cute little farmy kind of vibe mm-hmm. to them. And it was Costco. So they're gigantic, like a gigantic <laughs> thing of pickles. Of course. And there's right, pickle right. spears. And it was like this world famous recipe, blah, blah, blah. I come home. I'm so excited that I have this you know, one-off brand of unique pickles that I can go to town on for weeks uh-huh. at a time. I pick one up, I eat it, and I hate it. Oh, no. It is so uh. garlicky and <gasps> so vinegary that I can't. It's Ooh. too overpowering. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I have this jar, and my, and my wife keeps telling me, you got to eat the pickles. You got to eat nope. the pickles because it's huge. Nope. So did Allie eat that? Nope. Allie took the pickles and gave them to the neighbor. <laughs> they are still sitting in my fridge as we speak. I have no immediate plans for the pickles. Right. Allie did not eat the pickles. If you're yes. keeping track, she did drink the water that was previously or at the same time simultaneously <laughs> drinking by her cat. So you can form whatever opinions you want about me. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Allie and James. Allie did not eat it, but she did drink it. And... Speaking of drinking, that's something that lots of people do whilst watching college football on Saturday mornings in the fall. And that is something that is probably not going to happen this fall. At least there are two conferences now that have announced this. So there, for those of you, and this is really important. So even if you're not a sports fan, by the way, even if you're not a college football fan, I think this is really important because it has to do with the world we're living in and it's going to have big implications on lots of other sports and just the world that that kind of we're living in and how we're going to manage these things going forward. So the Big Ten and Pac-12, which are two of the five biggest college sports conferences in the country, announced yesterday that they are not playing any of their fall sports because of COVID. 
but they're going to try to play everything in the spring. This includes college football. And the reason that college football is so big and important is because essentially at most schools, college football pays for pretty like much everything. everything, like every other sport and a lot of the academics and some of the research and lots of people's salaries and lots of these other things. It is a multi billion dollar industry and these the conferences just said they are not going to play so for those of you who don't know the big 10 is primarily schools in the midwest ohio state michigan nebraska it does include some weird schools like rutgers out on the east coast but it's primarily hey, don't badmouth rutgers i, <laughs> I mean we went to school right near, near they're, there they're great <laughs> however it's a little mm-hmm. weird that they're in the Big Ten, which is like Indiana and Illinois. And then the Pac-12 is like the West Coast schools. So like Berkeley, Cal, USC, et cetera. And I, this is really unprecedented and really unheard of. And a lot of people, Ali, are pissed. Well, of course, they're going to be pissed. Do you think they were all going to be like, yep, that's the right decision. That's safe. <laughs> and that's what's important. Collectively, right. as crazed college football fans, we're just going <laughs> to... Put our we're foam gonna, fingers down and do what's best for the and put our masks on and, <laughs> and we're just masks gonna, on. We're just gonna watch the WNBA. Yeah. And stop that's yelling at managers do. and breaking windows and getting stabby. Yeah, that's that's what happens. I mean, even former, you know, there's a, a guy named Lou Holtz who's a really famous he'll go to the College Football Hall of Fame if he's not already in it, but he's a uh, was a head coach at Notre Dame and then South Carolina. He went on this tirade yesterday about how the troops stormed Normandy on D-Day, knowing that there would be casualties. <laughs> Therefore, players should play football this fall. Don't you love when there people... there would be casualties. Yeah, don't you love it when the stretch... Like, you can see the stretch that they're trying to make, <laughs> and it took them a while to arrive at that stretch, and they're like, that's how I can make a connection. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. things like Trump saying... Uh, that the Spanish flu was ended by World War II. Oh, and you're like, what is God. that? Rea- like you're trying more to than say 20 that years apart from each other. <laughs> but also, even if that were correct, well, like why? What is the point of saying that to be like, well, this one ended because Re- of a world war. And you're like, so what is that? Even if that were true, why are you saying that? That it's good if we have a bigger problem to cancel out the first one? Honestly. And this is what I don't understand. This is this. Listen, I get that this is really uncomfortable and none of us like it. It sucks bad. But there's people saying things like, like, like where I grew up, Nebraska. I'm a fan of Nebraska college football and Nebraska is still saying that they're going to try to play. That they're just going to like go play teams from other conferences or do whatever. And no one knows if they can actually do that. And then will other teams actually play them? And will the games matter? And it's just all this like crap. And, and everyone's like, okay, well, the players are young and we can kind of keep them a little bit quarantined and, and they'll probably be fine. And, well, that's and, what Trump said. He was like, you know, they're younger, so I don't think they're going to have a problem. But then there's five. There are five uh, members of the Big Ten that I read that have that are having symptoms. Well, yeah, there's a player at Purdue who's probably going to have to end his football career. There's a there's a condition called myocarditis. So sometimes yes. when you hear about these like crazy athletes who are like super awesome and amazing and whatever, and then they just like drop dead on the football field. And I don't mean to be extra crass about that, but sometimes that's myocarditis and it can be triggered by different viruses. And it is a massive inflammation of the heart. And you, you essentially die of sudden cardiac arrest. This is a problem. And they're already playing in overheated situations, lots of times dehydrated. You're going to add a virus that we don't still don't know enough about on top of it. And then, yes, you're right. Most of these young players and all of the sports are probably going to be okay. But you can't promise me that the hundreds of thousands of athletes out there are not going to go home and see their parents and grandparents for the holidays, interact with other people on campus. What about their professors? Like all of these things are really problematic. And people, I know everyone's going to lose billions of dollars. At the end of the day, people are really valuing the almighty dollar over human lives. And it really pisses me the F off. Well, at least some of them pulled out. Some of them postponed. Two of the five. Let's see if everybody else follows suit. Over it. All right. Let's talk about vaccines. Russia thinks they have one. We'll talk about it with Dr. James after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Welcome back. I'm Allie, and that's Dr. James. Dr. James is a very useful friend to have because he can answer all of our questions when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to mask wearing. Uh, And if you have been reading up on what is safe mask wear, it's all about the the neck. What is it? The neck um, gator. 
Gator. The Ugh. neck gator. Down with the neck gator. Da- down with the neck gator. They look the coolest and they are the most comfortable to wear. And that's probably a good sign that they don't work well. Yeah, I, I was reading that they are worse than no mask. <laughs> yeah, so. they can actually like cause they so the, the the material and the holes in the material can actually like redistribute the droplets and like sort of focus the droplets and put like like as you're talking, it like propels larger pieces of droplets further. Yeah, not not good news. So, of course, we keep you updated on all things COVID. And well, there has been a lot of talk about vaccines. Uh, what will life be like after there is a vaccine? Russia. I can see Russia from my house. Has <laughs> stepped forward and said, ah, we have vaccine. It is available. It is ready to go. <laughs> U.S. companies already asking for this. And Putin said... I've already given it to my daughter. Yes, we haven't gone through phase three of testing. Yes, it's not gotten official approval from the World Health Organization or any of that mumbo jumbo. Yes, there have been a lot of corners cut to the point where I think we're in a circle. But I gave it to my daughter. She had a bit of a temperature, but she's fine now. A very stone cold cutthroat and very Russian to just give a (laughs) non-approved vaccine to your daughter and be like, if you die, you are not strong enough. Also, do we believe that? Like, I think this, so this news came out and everyone was like, uh, okay. First of all, we knew you were kind of working on a vaccine, but we had no, you weren't even phase three clinical trials because you passed a law in April that did allowed for vaccines to not have to have phase three human clinical trials to be approved. And then all of a sudden you're telling us that you have a vaccine. It works. And you gave it to your daughter. Like, I don't think anybody believes any of this, but what I do have, my theory about this is that it is going to piss Donald Trump off. I think this is part of the whole reason that this is happening. These two are the most narcissistic human beings on the earth. And they are running two of arguably the most powerful countries on earth. And of course, Vladimir wanted to be the first to have a vaccine and Russia's going to save the world and all of these things. It's all for show. We have no, literally, there are people from the WHO, these uh, like of Global Health Institute in, in UK, like they do all kinds of, they sort of like rubber stamp vaccines, if you will. All these different places are like, we have no idea what's going on with this vaccine. Like, I don't know if he injected anybody with anything. Was it normal saline? Was it nothing? Was it like salt water? Like, who knows what is going on here? And I think this is why a lot of health health experts are like, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Well, you're right about it being a P match between Trump and Putin. And that's that's why you have things that you know that white dudes are running the world when you have things like Operation Warp Speed versus Sputnik 5. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's... And it's like, I've done Operation Warp Speed. It's going to be, you know, it's like the same as the space race. It's who can do it first, because that means that we're the coolest. That means that we are the world leaders. We are the nation. You know, we are the nation that everyone should be talking about. We're the most important. We're the biggest. We're the coolest. Blah, 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 blah. So even if that means, I mean, it's like a snapshot of the Olympics. Russians, Russia's (laughs) cheating. Who knew? I I mean, this is it blows my mind. I love, you know, Sanjay Gupta on CNN yesterday, one of the anchors was like, so Sanjay, would you take this vaccine? And Sanjay, who's often like not very flappable, was like, of course, of course I would not take this vaccine. Like he like kind of overreacted a little bit. And I was like, yeah, that's what every public health official is saying. Not that Russia can't come up with a great vaccine. Like I'm not hating on Russian scientists. They, they beat us to space. Like they beat us to the whatever. Like there's lots of things that Russia does great. I'm just saying in the way that we need to do vaccines to keep the world safe, nobody has been anywhere close to announcing that you just have the end all be all. This is the done with the vaccine. Like if you're going to BS us, Try to like get your timing better is kind of right, what I'm saying. Like right. we, kinda, we can call your bluff on this one pretty easy, dude. Yeah, it's just a little too early. Yeah. If you had waited even a couple of months and you're like, yeah. all right, now we have one. When you when and also to be out of the blue about it, to just be like, We found it. Bam. And everyone's like, What? Done. You know, Got when it. all the other vaccines that we've been hearing about, we've been hearing about the phases of testing. We've been hearing about, uh, uh-huh. you know, what what the vaccine is possibly made up of. I mean, you hear about a lot of different things. But if they're let's just assume in a in a different world that this is correct. OK, that there is a vaccine now available. It does pass phase three of testing. We've got it. 
now what? Do you think as a nurse practitioner and as a doctor, do you think that this, how much do you think this will change things? Because yes, there would be a vaccine. You would think that everybody would get the vaccine and that the, that the, the virus would either be very much diminished or possibly even eradicated. But I have a hard time believing that because there are many people who would not opt to take it regardless. Yep. So lots of factors are going into this. I think it's time. Everyone really needs to get into their brains that this is never going to be a light switch moment. There's not going to be a moment where we just like fling. Everyone's okay. Go out, go back to exactly what our lives were before a normal, a normal life before it's, it's not going to happen. What, what is going to happen though, there's going to be a slow roll out of this. I think there's going to be a big argument over who gets the vaccine first. Um, you know, because they're and you might think they're traditionally like healthcare workers might get it and then elderly and then people who are are of higher risk. But, you know, in our country right now, we have such disproportionate incidences of disease and death in black and brown communities. There's an argument that like every black or brown person needs to get this before white folks do. Well, is that e- legal and moral and ethical? Right. There's all these right. questions that need to be answered. And who's going to pay for it? And how do we make enough of it? And how do we get it to everybody? That's going to take time. And then once we answer those questions, to your point, Allie, right now, polls are saying only between 40 and 50% of Americans would actually agree to take the vaccine. Oh, so many questions. And oh, look, we've got more on the way. Uh, If you want to ask us questions, the GMA is coming up. You can ask us anything. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. It's GMA time. Every Wednesday we do this. We ask each other questions. Uh, Deep, dark, seedy questions. Or maybe light and fluffy questions. You never know with the GMA. Every week we, I get to ask James a question about his gay lifestyle. He gets to ask me a question about mine. This is a listener submission for both of us, James. Do you want to tackle it together? Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. This one is uh, coming in from the Instagram on direct message. Someone wants to know, what is the most annoying question that you get from straight people? Ah, what a jam-packed question. I would imagine there are more than one answer uh, to this, but what is your least favorite question that you get asked by straight people or that you've been asked on a regular basis? This has changed throughout my life. That I, it was a different question when I was younger. I think there's a different question in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I don't know if it's because my patience for these things have changed or my physical, like, geographical environment has changed or my comfortability with being out has changed. Um, earlier on, I used to get really annoyed when I would, you know, this was typically in a workplace environment. I would typically just be like coming out, you know, that's something that straight people don't have to think about. Like every time we get a new job, you have to like come out all come over out. again. Yeah. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a thing. So like every single time, like this, you know, new gigs, like new hospitals, wherever, like, I'm like, Oh great. I got to tell you know, got to deal with that whole mess again. But when, when I was younger, I used to get the question, Oh my God, you're gay. First of all, I would get, Oh my God, you're gay. I didn't know. I had no idea. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. And then, oh, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah. We all, I go to that same meeting on Wednesday nights. We all go to the same meeting together. Yeah, he's in He's in my group. Like, he's in my club. Like, we all, like, we all know each other. Like, there's only 17 of us, and we all live in, like, the Big Brother house together. And, like, your gay has to know me because I'm gay. Like, no, of course I don't know that person. At the time, I was living in Chicago. There's 11 million people in the metropolitan Chicago area. No, I don't know that guy. Do you know Clay Aiken? Oh, oh, shit. It's just, like, the most (laughs) famous, like, the first gay person that they can think of that their mom watched on American Idol. Uh But that being said, I will say almost every gay guy that I've met in LA knows Lance Bass. I, I mean, there is a thing. I feel like I'm the only gay guy in LA who doesn't know Lance Bass. Like we have to do six degrees of Lance Bass right here on this. We show. do. I mean, I'm, I'm you can pick a random actor and you and just go, but Lance there's Bass. lots of others that I do know, but for some reason, Lance, I think I'm only one, one, you know, whatever removed from Lance Bass, but Allie, what is, I am too. What is your, well, uh, ha, 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 ain't you fancy? So you're gayer mm. than I am. If <laughs> I've never met the guy. You're, right. Hey, uh, okay, so what is yours? What is that one question that like when someone asks you, you're it it's just too much, it like irks you? My least favorite question. I'll give you my least favorite followed by my most favorite. Okay. My least favorite question that I get asked is one that is often asked by straight men, shocker. And it's when I reveal that I am 
a lesbian usually i have to disclose this information because they are hitting them on me at a bar and i no longer want them to hit on me at the bar uh-huh. and they're trying to buy me a drink and i'm like please just you're fighting a losing battle dude just move on um and i say oh i'm i'm gay and then they go so how many guys have you been with <laughs> um and they want to know what my dating history is with guys and how many guys I've had sex with so that they can try and convince me. Like, there's an ulterior motive of like, well, have you really tried it enough? Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. And you've never had so, it with me, which is, of course, really, really good, right? That's what they're thinking. Right. So, so okay. So, how many guys have you been with? How many girls have you been with? Are you with a girl now? Would you ever have a, th- have a threesome with a guy? Like, it just becomes the Spanish Inquisition of... Sec- of of who I've slept with and who would I still sleep with. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can you just move on to somebody else? There are plenty of other people in here that you don't have to do this with. And I don't, and then if I get offended, then they get the, whoa, I'm just curious. I don't know what's going to be me. Uh, why are you, you so sensitive? Like, oh, right. And then they put it back on you. Like, I'm just trying to get to know you. I'm just trying to ask you. Okay, whatever, bitch. And you're like, well, I, <laughs> you're I like, just literally I did, I'm I sick of answering right. these questions and I don't want to have sex with you. I, and I didn't want to get to know you. I didn't ask for this. Like, I didn't ask for you to come up and start talking to me. Like, uh, what, what the heck? You know, the, there is another one too, that really, um, it, this one really irks me, and I, I a lot of times really, really give back, give it back to people pretty fast on this one. But when I when I get the like, who's the guy and who's the girl in your relationship, and I'm like, well, yeah, they're... that one doesn't bother me as much anymore, but it used to bug me. Yeah, and I, I don't because sometimes I'm like, what are you asking? So first of all, like, let's work on your heteronormativity, right? Like, you, not all relationships are based off of straight people, and. Two, are you asking sexually? Like, are you asking who's the receptive and who's the insertive partner in my relationship? Well, that's none right. of your business. Like, and I don't just, you know, I guess I get to make assumptions with you if you are a female identified and that's how, you know, you were assigned female at birth and that's how you continue to identify. Then most of the time you're there's the receptive partner, but I don't know if you strap something on. Like, I'm not asking you these questions. I don't need you to ask me those questions either, you know? Yeah. My most favorite question, though, that I get asked, and this is another another gem from straight the straight men of America, is, uh, am I attracted to my own boobs when I look at them in the mirror? <laughs> and I love this question because the answer is yes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Subject, Allie, James, it's news it or lose it time. I've got two headlines. James has two headlines. That means we are ready to go, and you've got a, a means to make some sounds. Nice. And Jesse? Oh, wait a minute. How come do you, Jesse, gets to do your sound? I like scavenge all day long. It takes me all day to do this, to find a binger, binger, binger. I'm a bossy bitch. All day, yeah. Okay, here here are uh, the two headlines for you, and then you will give two to me. You can only news one of them. Here's your first headline. Uh. You can have a sleepover at the last blockbuster on Earth for $4. $4? Whoa, that is awesome. Um... Yeah, I, I think I want to lose it. I think I want to. Okay, what was with the hesitation? I don't Jeez. know. I just was like, do I need to know more? But then I'm like, how can you sleep yes. over for $4? So yes, I need to know more. There's a lot of information you need uh, to know. Okay, Headline good. number two, then you will not be getting, which was cow chase leads to helicopter rescue of California couple. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm glad the couple got rescued. That's super cute. Yeah, um, what about the cow, man? I love cow chases. They're great. I'm from Nebraska. Uh, your first headline. You decide if you lose it or lose it. Burger King customer throws tape dispenser at worker over face mask policy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's such a D move to grab the tape. <laughs> it's just like such an annoying thing to throw at somebody. I'm going to lose it and hope that the second one is is better. They also broke a computer monitor and a charity display. There's just a oh. lot, lot going on at this Burger King. I haven't been in a Burger King in a really long time. It sounds like an office to me. Maybe I don't know where yeah, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so you lost that. So now you have to hear about fired Trump appointee says she was kidnapped by OnlyFans star and forced to write anti-gay tweets. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
ding, ding, ding. Didn't ding. I news the other? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, I will news that. Let's talk about the last, last blockbuster, and then we'll get to the um, the other story. Love it. Okay, the last block, blockbuster on Earth is in Bend, Oregon, okay? And you can go there and spend the night. Uh, uh, there's a few things that you need to know. Number one, you have to travel to Bend, Oregon. Second thing is that it's only four bucks a night. You can get it on Airbnb, but it's very limited availability. They're only doing this for three days uh, starting on the 17th at 1 p.m. That is when you can sign up first. The entire living room of the Blockbuster will be set up as a living room. There will be a couch that's a pull-out couch. It will be overlooking a TV, and there is an air mattress. So I would imagine this is just a one-party deal. It's you and a few friends, and if you bring a couple more air mattresses, it can be a nice 90s-themed party. Love it. Um, And they are contributing to the 90s theme. Just listen to some of these details. They said, whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, we've created the perfect space, complete with a pull-out couch, bean bags, and pillows for you to cozy up with, quote, new releases from the 90s. Crap, crack open a two-liter of Pepsi before locking into a video game, charting your future in a game of MASH, or watching movie after movie, but b- be wary of reciting Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom off to the break room, as you may just summon the ghost rumor to haunt the store. <gasps> so cool i want to do it we should we should broadcast from there i would die a happy woman yeah. if i could broadcast from the last blockbuster on earth <laughs> that would be awesome and we, we could, could do a show there we could like give film recommendations but it'd be from the 90s and everything and we could make like old school popcorn and like do all that oh my god that'd be so awesome and braid each other's yeah. hair and stuff it'd be great yeah we'll just do film recommendations like she's all that and what, 10 Things I Hate About You. Were those 90s or were those even 2000? God, were those oh, 90s? Oh, they might have been. Okay, okay. We have to get to your story. Go Okay, on, okay. Go all right, all right. Jesse's like, whatever, you two. Stop, stop The talking. 90s pulls you in like right. a succubus. You, you can't help it. Former, <laughs> former Deputy White House liaison to the U.S. Agency for International Development. So it's called USAID or USAID, okay? Her name is Merritt Corrigan. She's trying to rebrand herself from being a raging Christian homophobe to being a kidnapping victim. So a very long and convoluted story, story, Corrigan was recently fired from her job at USAID after she allegedly sent a string of vile anti-LGBTQ tweets through the official USAID Twitter account. So she was let go, she was fired, and apparently she hired Jacob Wall. You remember this guy? He's the like nope. super far right, <laughs> weird, gay troll guy who like falsely accused Pete Buttigieg of sexual assault. And then uh, he went and started yes, that, that OnlyFans uh-huh. page and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, then they were supposed to have a press conference. And then the press conference was canceled just hours ahead of time. And there were NBC reporters there. And all these reporters were like at the press conference. And then they, they canceled the press conference because there was a bizarre twist. She released a statement saying she was kidnapped by Jacob Wall and forced to send all of those tweets through the USAID account. My God, my head is spitting. I know this is it's all. And no one actually really knows what's going on. She's now gone further to be like, I'd like to apologize, especially to the people who I may have affected or hurt by the messages sent from the Twitter account and claims made in my name over the past 24 hours. I did not send those messages. She's like, this was all part of an abusive scheme. And I was used to attack people that have nothing to do with me. Wow. Well, you know, saying I got hacked is a good cop out. But saying I got kidnapped is, I mean, mean, that's a whole separate level. You're like, it was literally I was being forced to do this. So we'll see if that story checks out. That has been your News It or Lose It uh, conspiracy theory that was rolling around on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I'm actually a fan of this. We'll get to it next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We always like to share with you any conspiracy theories that are going on in the world. I'm Allie. Dr. James is here with me as always, co-hosting, lovely man. And if you have any questions for him, at Ask the NP or Hey Dr. James on TikTok. Yeah, buddy. Hey Dr. James on TikTok. I'm going to be like TikTok famous and going to Rage House. Yep, and I'm going to get a, par- a portion of the money because we talked about that, and it's there's audio evidence. Okay. Uh, a portion. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> uh, a famous peanut, a peanut by the name of Mr. Peanut. There is a conspiracy theory going around on Twitter that I am actually not vehemently opposed to. Uh, really? 
hear me out. Let me let me talk to you about Mr. Peanut. Like, oh, didn't he die or something? Yes, yes, he did. The original Mr. Peanut, you know, the the, the nice hourglass peanut shaped monocle wearing hat wielding man. Uh huh. He died. He was killed off of the storyline during a Super Bowl ad earlier this year in February. That yes, okay, vaguely you recall remember this? this. Yes, I'm one of the few people who watches the game. I watch every minute of it. I'll watch the commercials. I'll watch the halftime show. I will watch the entire game. The whole I thing. unfortunately had to watch the entire game this past year um, when uh-huh. the Niners lost horribly and Pretty the second bad. half was excruciating. Yeah, they lost, but, Allie. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. We can move on. Losers. Okay. Uh-huh. And Baby Peanut, like Peanut was, <laughs> was born. <laughs> There's a Baby Peanut, all right, oh, who was born okay, in, the com- in the commercial. Everybody was freaking out for some dumbass reason about the birth of a new peanut, Baby Peanut. Okay, so Baby mm-hmm. Peanut graced the planet in February on the Super Bowl, on the Baby day of the nut. Super Bowl. Baby Nut. Baby Nut. <laughs> Not a personality on Channel Q. This is an actual <laughs> Baby Nut character in the Mr. Peanut universe. Oh. It's sort of like the Marvel universe, but a lot more <laughs> with a lot more allergies. <laughs> So basically, (laughs) baby nut has suddenly now grown to the age of 21. Yesterday, there was a thing on Twitter where they were like, happy 21st birthday to baby nut. And everyone was like, what is going on? Baby peanut is able to breach time space reality or do peanuts age differently than humans do? I had no idea, but (laughs) I do know one thing. The world started falling apart as soon as baby peanut was born. Oh, because Baby Nut was born on the Super Bowl in so February, the day of the 49ers' worst loss ever or something like that, Ellie? Yeah. Okay, thank the, you. you can, um, yeah. The day of the Super Bowl in February. Okay, so people are blaming all of 2020. We need a scapegoat for Don't 2020. We? We, and why shouldn't do? it be Baby Peanut? People already are mad at the entire Mr. Peanut organization or corporation because of its – because it just – it's it's the man, you know. Mr. Peanut is the man. He's the uh-huh. symbol of capitalism in America, and we've got we've got other things that we need to be focusing on right now in 2020. If but Baby instead, Nut, Baby Nut is the fall guy, then Baby Nut needs to be the fall guy. Someone's got to go down, and it might as well be Baby Peanut. But I do think uh-huh. that the birth of Baby Nut is, I mean, it is a bit of a coincidence, right? That 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 everything started falling apart. Hmm. At the birth of Baby Nut and, and James, uh, many years ago, Uh-oh. I think the birth of the peanut allergy really changed the entire course of the world as we know it. I mean, it's just like that whole thing about when if we do more testing, we have more cases. I mean, yeah, if so we, we have if to investigate more peanuts, we just have to we have to investigate more peanuts because, as you know, Donald Trump said we do what we do more testing than anyone else. We do we do more testing, and that's why we have more cases. I mean, it's the same concept. So, baby, n- none of this stuff was going on. There was not a global pandemic. There was no, there was no racism. There was no nothing going on. There was no election. <laughs> You're there, right. was, <laughs> there was nothing until Baby Nut was born. All of the world's problems began the day that Baby Nut was born. Began and we either have to send Baby Nut back to his original time and space reality, or we need to kill him for the good of the community. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, of all cons- this makes about as much sense as other conspiracy theories, Allie. So I, I, uh, I'll give it all to right, you. So Baby Nut, if you are listening, your future what? is on a slice of bread in my kitchen. All right. And you Internet sleuths out there, anybody who's listening, you get to work on this because we need to find more evidence and we need to zero in on Baby Nut's location. More drop the subject when we come back. Baby Nut. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. New Channel Q. Allie and James. I have probably spent the majority of my life living with someone else, though. I have very much enjoyed the times that I lived alone. And I, for the most part, have enjoyed the times that I've lived with other people. But those living situations are different. They change, right? When you're younger, it's your family. And then in college, you have roommates from, you know, in the dorms or whatever. And then you move into like a party. You finally get a house off campus and you're like super cool. And then in your 20s, you're broke. So you got to live like 14 people in a studio and like all of these things. And then sometime in your glorious 
30s for me, like early 30s, I was like, I have enough money to live alone all by myself. I am never getting married. I'm never meeting anyone. I am never living with anyone else because I love this. I get to walk around as naked as I want and just be fabulous and amazing. I'm never living with anyone ever again. And then I met Chris. Well, <laughs> and that well, so how long did you live alone before you met Chris? I lived alone for probably only maybe three years. Okay, and, that's and then I had fun. a and then I moved with my lived with my best friend, who I also sometimes would just walk around naked in front of. Like we're those people. Friendships and roommates, you know, when those two things can coexist, is the best of the best situation. But yep. if one works, there's not one without the other. You know, you yep. can't have a friend and then you become roommates and it's awful. Then the friendship will suffer. Ruins it. Yeah, it's a or risk. Or on the flip side, sometimes you need a roommate who can be your friend when they need to, but also gives you a fair amount of space to just do your own thing. They can't uh, be and too they clingy. Have their own thing, too. And yeah, that's always yeah. very nice. But we, we were commiserating about this because there was an article floating around about how long, uh, how old you should be uh, or when is it too, when are you too old to have a roommate? And I, I've definitely talked to, I have friends that are married couples that have roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, really? I wouldn't want a roommate ever again. Uh, I have not <laughs> had, I, I've had very strange roommate experiences. Uh, one of my roommates was a, an agoraphobe who never left the house. She always, wore one, uh, she always wore one purple glove and she was allergic to the sun. And she oh. would um, also hoard used cereal boxes. So that was a bad experience in New York City. <laughs> in New York? Oh my gosh. So you two shared a closet. She it was a railroad apartment. So I had to go through her weird room to get to mine. And hers was like a it was railroad, so I had to walk her through her room and her room was just a hallway with a lofted bed. And she was just always on the top of that lofted bunk bed. Oh my just gosh. hiding in there. This is kind of making me sad. <laughs> I hope she's is she okay? When was the last time? I don't you know. I never talked to her again. I only lived there for three months. Our shower was in our kitchen and our bathroom was down the hall. But I am very <laughs> New glad. York, the greatest city on earth. Right? <laughs> yes. I think I paid a thousand dollars a month at the time for that place, uh-huh. uh, which was very high. Um, but I'm very gl- happy that I don't have roommates. But then if I've got good friends over for the weekend or something like that, you know, pre-COVID, I'm like, ah, oh, it would be so nice to have somebody else in the house. I don't think there's a set age, but I imagine that now having roommates as an adult is on the uptick because people are just trying to save money. Yep. I, and I do think, you know, leave it to James. I'm always Debbie Downer. Wah, wah. I feel like this is sort of a privilege conversation, right? I think there are lots of places all over the world yeah. and there are lots of people in different circumstances where that it's just not an option. Like yeah. for to be able to make enough money and live in a place that has enough space for you to d- occupy a comfortable place by yourself, totally. that's pretty darn privileged, right? Most of the world can't do that. Even if they have money, they just don't have the space for it. I think I feel like it's a very like American thing, right? To be like, I finally made it in my 30s or whenever that age is. And you're like, I have my two bedroom apartment all by myself and like in the suburbs or whatever. Like, meh. So I, I don't, I don't feel like subscribing. I feel like it's a marriage thing too. Like I don't subscribe to the fact that if someone is 53 and they're not married, there's something wrong with them. Like I did, it's just life. Like, mm-hmm. so if you need a roommate or you want a roommate or you choose to have a roommate, that's on you, boo. Have a roommate for the rest of your life. I don't think there's a set age. Yeah, man. Especially if you're old, you don't want to fall in the shower and then there's just no yeah. one around. Yeah. Or you got some like, bad family members who, you know, especially like folks in our community, right? There are lots of older queer folks who have really bad relationships with their family. And so sometimes their roommates become their family. Like you don't want them to be alone. So I say, carry on with your roommateness. Go on, go on with your roommate self. All right, we got to get out of here. We will see you tomorrow. We've got some real estate uh, between Rosa Parks, a a letter that Rosa Parks wrote and a very famous van. So that'll be exciting Uh, and much more to come, of course. So keep up with the show at DTS Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.